It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you Star Wars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Echo Station Podcast. I am your host, Ian, and of course, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Chris. Hello. And today, if you're listening to it today, uh, is Veterans Day here in the U.S. Uh, I don't know if it's Veterans Day, like, across the globe, but I know for the it U.S. Is. it is. It's called Remembrance Day. Okay. I only know it because I get the day off because I'm a banker. Yay. <laughs> it's my daughter's birthday. That's how I remember it. Oh, well, yours is more memorable then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had a human being. I had a human being. You spewed forth a human being. So, makes sense. It's definitely a remembrance for me. Yes. Um, so, in honor of that, uh, we thought we would pick our top six uh, Star Wars battles throughout all the movies and the Clone Wars. And when we, we're talking military skirmishes, yes. not Jedi lightsaber battles Correct. or whatnot. The criteria was it had to be an army versus an army. It can be a space battle, too. It doesn't have to be a land battle. But there has to be yes. at least an army versus an army. It's not like, you know, the little skirmish on Cloud City when they're trying to, you know, get Han back. It's not like one of those things. It is a full-on battle, battle, battle. Like on a battlefield or in a dogfight in space. Yes. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we have a little bit of Star Wars news. Um, Anthony Daniels, uh, a.k.a. C-3PO, has released a book. Um, it is an autobiography, and I hear that it's super, super good. Yep, should be a fun read. Um, I hope he does the audiobook of it soon, because... Oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, that's a wasted opportunity if they do not do that. Yeah. Um, so we have that. Um, the latest Star Wars game, uh, Star Wars, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, got the name right this time. (laughs) (laughs) It always seems to mess me up, but I got it right. Uh, comes out, uh, next week, or rather this week, if you're listening to it on Monday, when we release our episode. Um, I have indeed pre-ordered it. I know I said I wasn't going to, but it got me. I did the pre-order. It's gonna be downloaded on Friday. The closer it gets to going live, the more hyped I am about it. Right? Like... Like, I was just kind of like, uh, but I really want to play this one. We haven't had... 
uh, like a Star Wars Jedi game in this sense, since I think like the Force Unleashed two. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it it's very much when I watched like the latest like developer diary or whatever, it looks very much Force Unleashed mixed with Tomb Raider, mixed with you know a few other puzzle games and action games. So I love the newest Tomb Raider games from uh, Square Enix, I think, who does that, uh, and they're fantastic. So. Star Wars and Tomb Raider, I will gladly take any day. And then our final kind of bit of Star Wars news is that also next week, or depending on when you listen to it, this week, uh, The Mandalorian is going to be released. Uh, yep, that's what the, <clears throat> with the, excuse me. Uh, with <laughs> maybe the, me? <laughs> with the live update, or not update, but the um, the live release of Disney+. Plus on the 12th yes and so the mandalorian i believe either one episode or two episodes are being released that week um but there are we've read 10 and we've read eight we're gonna go with eight because that's the number we keep on seeing pop up um that's what imdb says yes so, we're going with IMDb. so there are eight episodes in total uh we are we just talked about it we are going to be talking about every single episode um yes. after they release another mini podcast series within our main podcast series that will be devoted to discussing each and every episode of Mandalorian. Correct. Um, that being said, I assume the Mandalorian will release on a Tuesday, like a, with everything else. So obviously we won't be doing it until the following week. So we'll, we will be a week behind for each episode. So just bear with it for that, basically. Unless they release on, you know, the weekend, which I doubt they will, but... Yeah. Um, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, so we cannot wait for that. We are anxiously anticipating greatness from that um so like we said that comes out next week uh or this week rather depending on like we're recording this on wednesday the 6th so we're we keep on saying next week because that is technically going to be next week for us but sorry um so that about wraps up for the star wars news like we said anthony daniels has a new book out go read it uh star wars jedi fallen order is coming out go buy it and then uh, The Mandalorian is coming out. Holy crap. Go watch it. Go watch it. Um, and then we haven't done one of these in a while, but Chris, what are we learning in the Star Wars universe today? <laughs> so today we learned in the Star Wars universe about the EOP. <laughs> <laughs> Which you probably don't recognize the name, but you would know it when you saw it. And now I know that hell. these things yeah, now now I know these things have a name. So the o, the o, EOPs, <laughs> E-O-P-I-E, is how we think they're said. Yes. Um, are the camel-like creatures that you see wandering around on Tatooine. So they are native quadruped herbivores. Um, they're super tough. They they act pretty much just like camels. They're, they're pack animals. Um they use them for transport, beasts of burden, whatnot. But apparently, they are often <laughs> Tell them. incredibly bad-tempered and stubborn. It's <laughs> the best part. And yes, this is this is great. Okay, this is a this is a word for word from Wikipedia. If their load was too heavy, they will break wind. Yep. Mm. If they're pissed off, they fart. That's so funny. Like, if they have, like, too much, like, nope, this is too heavy, I'm a fart on you. EOPs were observed to exhibit excessive flatulence. Oh, that's so funny. 
So, okay, so as such, when riding a caravan of Yopis, it was recommended to always ride on the foremost animal. Otherwise, you're always going to be downwind. That's smart. Now, when they say herbivores, what vegetation is on Tatooine that they can eat? Right? Isn't that weird? What are they eating? Like, I know, like, they they said, like, some, like, moss maybe grows on, like, the evaporators because of the water, but is that it? I mean, there, there's got to be, there's got to be other things. They're native. They're not, like, brought in. Is, is, is sand vegetarian? <laughs> it says they're also found on the planet, uh, Salukami? And the desert moons are Dosa sticks, as well as in forests and jungles near the Black Spire ruins of Batu. Hmm. See, that's weird that, that they are also in forests and jungles. Everything's on Batu just because they build Galaxy's Edge. Right. <laughs> Everything's like, no, we can find those on Batu as well. Which is weird because, again, if they're native mostly to desert planets, how are they adapted to live in a jungle? That's just. Okay. It's whatever. Oh, speaking of that too. Whatever, Star Wars. We didn't talk about this last time, but you found this out, and we're going back to a little bit, bit of, I guess, fun news. What can you find written on a Batu uh, stall in a toilet? Oh, if you go into one of the stalls in uh, the women's restroom uh, in Batu, in Star Wars Basic. It's Arabesh. So if, you, if you, if you, there is an app actually that can help you translate it. Unless, you know, if you don't like us and don't speak it fluently. Yes. It says, Mara Jade lives. Dun, dun, dun. This is actual graffiti that is part of the immersive world of Batu. And it's not this something that's... something some, somebody yeah, wrote. It's not that. It's actually, this like, is, printed on the door, yeah, whatever, the this stall. this is Star Wars Imagineering art pieces. Yeah. What does that mean? So, we don't know. What does it mean? Is it are they just is it just an Easter egg? Are they are they trolling us? Does it actually mean something? Is it both? Does it mean something? I don't know, but that's crazy. Right? That's crazy. Um, and for a good time, somebody call figured, Mara Jade. Right? That's what it should have said. <laughs> so I love that somebody was sitting on the toilet and was like Probably staring at some going like, I wonder what that says. And just whips out their phone and translates. And lo and behold, <laughs> Mara Jade lives. Ta-da. I don't know. That could, be, that could mean something down the road. It could mean something. So there's your two, what we learned in the Star Wars universe. Yes, we learned that Mara Jade lives in a toilet. And we also learned about the Obies. <laughs> both having, nowhere else. Both having to do with flagellances. So look at that. Yes. We tied the two together. Ta-da. <laughs> because that's what we do here. That is what we do. Oh my god, we're horrible. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to the main subject at hand, which is the top six for each of us Star Wars battles. Like we said, we're doing this in honor of Veterans Day, um, you know, and Remembrance Day, as it is well known throughout the rest of the world. Uh, you know, salute a veteran, pay for their meal, do something on that day special form. Um because they fought for freedom. So, you know, depending, you know, no matter if you like war, you know, or for peace and everything like that, they still fought for your freedom. So, you know, be nice to them on that day. Yep. Or really be nice to them any day. You know what I mean? Just be nice to each other. Exactly. Be kind to one another. That's what Ellen always says. Yes. So, that being said, uh, we are doing six battles. We already told you our prerequisites for said picks. 
Um, would you like to go first, my dear? Sure. Okay. What you got? So, my first battle is uh, from the prequels, and it's the Battle of Genosis. Okay. Um, which is, it kind of starts off as like a little skirmish, but then we get a full-on battle. Um, and not only do we get droids and troopers and stuff, the, the big hallmark of this battle for me is it's the first time we really get to see a large group of Jedi in action. Yeah, that's good. And it is badass. Because we've never seen, we've never seen the Jedi really more than one-on-one, two-on-one mm-hmm. with the previous movie. Um. And so to actually see them as a concentrated, cohesive Group. fighting force. So, oh, they is... all know how to fight? Cool. Yeah. And I mean, it would make sense that as a uh, fighting, uh, as a as a group, as a collective, they would be incredibly efficient because of their force connection. Yeah, and they also like and be able lost to 80% of the troops, other. so, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. They lost, you know, a good portion of them as well. Because it's like, oh, we're efficient. Nope, you're just dead. Yeah, well, in theory. <laughs> just just dead. Um, but still, you get to see some really cool moves and there's lots of lightsabers. Yes. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You enjoy. So that was your number six, right? Yes. Okay, so originally we weren't going to put them in any kind of order, but then I'm like, well, the hell with that. So now I just put mine in order, like literally as we were talking about the Star Wars news. <laughs> Because mine weren't in any kind of order, but I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. So my number six is the Battle on Scarif. Oh, interesting. From Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Rogue One. Um, it was the first time we've ever seen a beach planet. Yeah. We've seen, you know, desert. We've seen things with trees. But we've never seen, you know, Tahiti in space. So It is Tahiti in space. You know, I wanted to see Tahiti in space, and we got Tahiti in space. Um, obviously it was, you know, the, the pinnacle battle that really, you know, jump-started Star Wars, when you think about it, because without yeah. that battle, without Jin, without all these people, we wouldn't have gotten the plans. The Empire would be ruling still, probably, you know? Uh, and it's great, because it's one of those battles that, you know, the good guys are obviously fighting the bad guys, the little rebel cell versus the Imperials, but literally everyone dies, this isn't a battle that people are like, you know, oh, yeah, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Every single person in Rogue One that was, you know, a main character of the Rebels dies. Dies. Full on Desidor now. Yeah. And Which is, I think, took everybody by surprise. Oh, yeah, it shocked the hell out of me. I'm like, oh, K- I get, you know, K2SO, I get it, he's a droid. And then, you know, everyone else just dropping like flies. I'm like, oh my, oh my god. I remember going into it thinking, okay, well, what are they going to do with all these characters? They're going to introduce these super interesting characters, and then how are we going to write off all these people? They're going to turn them to ash. We're just going to kill them. We're going to write them off, yes, in this movie, too. Um, so that was my number six. It was a really cool battle. It had some great shots. Gareth Edwards was the director of that movie. And he, you know, he did some great work with that battle. And that's my number six. Cool. Okay. 
My number five is the Battle of Hoth. Okay. I l- okay, so I'm a sucker for the snow, and the Battle of Hoth is probably the battle that my f- siblings and I and my friends reenacted the most as children. Really? Playing around. Yeah, like every time it snowed. Okay. We were out there pretending we were getting blown up and trying to shoot people with giant boob nipple cannons. Did someone walk on all fours and was an imperial walker? No, see, we we had them. We had the giant. Oh, like um, the Hasbro toys. The Hasbro one with the, that had the little tail connected to it so you could make it walk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we had a couple of those. So we would, we would just put them in the background. Okay. In the <laughs> foreground of the... Okay. Yes, in the foreground. Yes, yeah. Um, it's, it's just, it's a really, it's a really good battle because it's, it doesn't get won by the good guys. No, the, the, you know, the Empire it, strikes it sh- back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good show of consequences and, you know, like how, how real the stakes are for the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they've obviously got a lot invested here and they just have to completely abandon it. Oh yeah, like we see the full like they're like calling retreat and everything is just like decimated here. John Williams score, you know, swell up when all the rebels are being slaughtered and it's like, oh. Yeah. Um this is also, in my opinion, the first time we really see Luke come into his own, um, with his abilities he and blew really up the feel... Death Star. Yeah, but that was like luck, basically. <laughs> he used the force. <laughs> but this was I I feel like he was more I don't know. I feel like he was more on his own here and really more intuitive and, and like, I got this, you know? Like, he was le- Not... he was leading the... Okay, I see what you mean. Because he was... Yeah. He was, what, a rogue leader or whatever he was called, right? Was he rogue leader? Um, Orange? No, he wasn't Orange No, leader. Red 5? He's Red 5. Oh, he was Red 5 in episode 4. Was he? I thought he was rogue leader. And maybe not. Oh, no. He's Carlos Spicy Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Spicy Wiener. You're making me giggle. Uh, um, oh, that's funny. I can't remember the moment. That's terrible. But I, I just, I love, I love the, um, the way he takes down the walkers, and it's just, I, I really feel like this is the first time we see Luke really, really come onto his, come into his own. I like that as, he like repels as up a member of the rebellion, and he just like slices it open. And he's like throws a bomb in there. He's like, all right, peace, peace. He just yeets it out of there. Yeets <laughs> into the snow. I I do like that battle a lot. It's the first time we also see the the ATSTs, or as I call them, the chicken walkers. Yes, because and and they are they're quite intimidating. Did you call them the chicken walkers too when you were younger? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Oh no, totally. Yeah. So I saw those and I was like, oh, cool. But yeah, the okay. The... And is it is it at at or ATAT? Both. Yeah. We called them ATATs growing up. I called it at ats or ATATs, either or. Um, I don't know why "adat" just sounds like an alien to me. And you know what it is? It's it, it's like. Do you, do you remember the mo- the movie Mars Attacks? Yes, it sounds exactly like. Yep, adat. That's what they sound like. Yep, exactly. I'm sure everyone like right now is listening. Like, what the hell are they on right now? <laughs> Hi guys, hello. If you've seen Mars Attacks, you know exactly what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Um. Okay. If you haven't seen Mars Attacks, you should you should go watch. It's Mars a very Attacks. good movie. 
Um, I do. I like that one as well. It did not make my list, so I'm glad it made your list. Yay. Uh, so my number five is the first space battle that I have on here. I have two space battles on mine. And mine is the Battle Over Endor. Ah, uh, yes. Um, it's, you know, the Rebels' final push against the Empire, or so we thought at least. Um, it's, you know, a bunch of these big honking, like, brown ships that are the Moncal ships and the Rebel fleet versus Star Destroyers, a Super Star Destroyer, the Death Star Laser, you name it. Um, we get to see a new version of a TIE Fighter, which is the TIE Interceptor, which we've never seen before. Uh, you know... We get to see the Falcon being piloted by Lando. Yes, we see Lando... And Yin-Yub. Lando piloting his his baby again. His baby. Um, we find out it's a trap. It's a trap. Um, you know, it's, it's great. And, you know, it's the first Star Wars movie. It's in it for, like, maybe two seconds that we see two cruisers, like, bombarding each other like pirate ships did and it's like it's a brief like two second thing it's like for it's a nebulon b frigate versus i think a star destroyer and you see like flat cannons firing and stuff like that so it's the first time we get to see you know that kind of warfare uh you know we see a super star destroyer crash into the death star we see a bunch of stuff happening it's such a great part it is and john williams score again uh is fantastic and uh, very, very much used to, you know, play on the Empire's theme a lot. Not so much the Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. Uh, I think it's one of the best space battles that has been in Star Wars. And there's been a few. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously... Well, it's very much a all or nothing kind of Yeah, it's, you know, attempt. this is it. They say, you know, we won't get another chance at this, General Calrissian. Yeah. Exactly. Uh... <laughs> So, by the way, I want to be friends with Princess Leia because I feel like everybody who hooks up with Princess Leia gets just to be a general. Like, you just have that thrown at you. <laughs> like, oh, you're friends with the princess? We're going to make you a general. Like, yeah, you get general status. Now, I should preface this by saying we're doing this before Rise of Skywalker. And obviously this is going to change because that whole battle thing looks unbelievable. Yes. And so that's probably going to take one of our spots for sure. Um, Which obviously we will talk about when the movie comes out. Um, So what is your number four? My number four is... Okay. This is kind of a combo thing. Uh Uh-oh. It is... uh, It's a a part of... Well, it comes comes into play during Order 66. And it's the Battle of Kashyyyk. And... I like this battle, which is not very much. Granted, it's like a just over two minute scene, mostly. Um, But you get to see Kashyyyk, which is one of probably my favorite planet in the Star Wars pantheon. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I love Kashyyyk. I'm obsessed with Kashyyyk. I think it's just... When I was a kid, I wanted to live in Kashyyyk. I I wanted to live in a treehouse because that seemed amazing. (laughs) Okay, makes sense. So it's really, really pretty. I like that we get to see Yoda in um, in weird general leading an army form, mm-hmm. which is just like an unexpected turn for Yoda. And we get to see Chewbacca, and we get to see all his Wookiee buddies bashing it out, and we get to see the clones, you know, in, a, in really awesome fighting form. 
And it's interesting because they, so they set it up and you've got this really heavy artillery and this fantastic um, combination of, of fighting battalions, you know, between the Wookiees and Jedi and the clone troopers. And then we get barely anything out of this battle. Mm-hmm. And it's such a letdown. I wish we had more of this battle. Um, it, we just we just get right into it and then order 66 happens. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ben's in. Well. In the end. We, we all know what goes down then. Yes. That's, yeah. Um, that's interesting that you picked that one because it's not a long battle. You get like a little shots here and there and that's it. Interesting. It's not. But it, it the very small snippets of it are a fantastic... I, a promise of what it could have been. I think it could have been really good. Okay. All right. So my number four one is the Battle of Crate. Ooh, yeah. Um, this was in The Last Jedi, and it... So this... It was going to be the Battle of Hoth, but then this took its place. And it it mirrors the Battle of Hoth. So you went with salt instead of snow. Yes. Um, so it, it mirrors Hoth. In a lot of ways, obviously. They have their own Imperial Walkers and old-school Imperial Walkers there. Um, it's on a white battlefield. Um, it's the Rebels' kind of last stand kind of feeling kind of deal. Yes. Um, it does mimic Hoth in a lot of ways, but also it takes its own. Um, you know, not only do you get a really cool planet, but you get these monstrous walkers that are like twice the size of, you know, the original Imperial walkers that are like, mm-hmm. that, you know, no blaster fire will penetrate their stuff. There's no, you know, hooks. There's no uh, tow cables that can wrap around them. These, these things are here to like destroy. And they have, you know, not only the forward cannons, but they have a cannon on their, like in the middle of their back, basically that shoots out a big blast and everything. You have miniaturized Death Star tech that blows open a hole in that big old door of theirs. Yeah, how crazy is that? Um, you have so much stuff. And, you know, you have Ray and Chewbacca flying through cave systems of red crystals. Um, I, I love it because as soon as you see the skiffs, you know, gliding on the salt, you see the red surface of the planet come through and this beautiful imagery mm-hmm. it's absolutely stunning imagery and you know that was one of the shots I think either in the trailer or on the poster one of the two that has the skiffs flying through and you see the red on the white and it's like ooh and they read with a, they went with a bunch of um, red and white for the color schemes on the posters too so that was very much you know present throughout the film and marketing schemes and all that stuff. And so, uh, yeah, number four for me is the Battle of Crete. And it, it brings up a really interesting um, viewpoint 
with that improved technology that we see from the First Order, and that you get this sense of how incredible it was that they were able to make such technological bounds as the broken remains mm-hmm. of the Empire. Um, whereas the Republic, who this you know the New Republic that forms as a as a leadership body, which seems to I don't know it seems like they're pretty much the the main leadership body in the galaxy. They are, yeah. Doesn't doesn't do well, that. Well, so I've I've been reading a bunch of the EU stuff, and they dismantled the army basically. They're like, hey, we don't really need this anymore. So they dismantled a bunch of ships and stuff that eventually found their way to the resistance, but they dismantled a ton of the militia that the rebels had. That's really dumb. I agree. They're like, these, <laughs> Who does this that? This is peace times. We don't need these anymore. Er, yeah, you do. Right, because it'll always be peace times and no one will ever come up to mess with it. Right? Never. Nope. Never. That's dumb. Yeah. All right. This is my three, right? No, four. Three. Four? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Okay, four. Right. Uh, <laughs> we can count. <laughs> I can count, I swear. Um, okay, so this is the one you've already come up with. Oh. And it is the Battle of Scarif. Ah! Which, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, I was completely blown away by this battle when I saw Rogue One um, on the big screen. And we already talked about it quite in depth um, when Ian mentioned it, but I just wanted to kind of reiterate about how different this battle felt from any other thing that we've ever seen from Star Wars. I, this was very much like Band of Brothers, World War Two, super gritty, mm-hmm. really gut-wrenching battle. This is kind of like their Normandy. Yeah, this was very much their Normandy, and that's exactly what it made me feel like. Um, it's very, there. it's so high stakes and you really, really feel that even without knowing that everybody is going to die. It just, it feels like there's a chance that they could. Oh yeah. Which is interesting because you go in not knowing that they will. Oh, for sure. You definitely feel like, oh shit, they're not going to make it. Yeah. Like, uh oh. Yeah. So, so that, that is my, my number four. Okay. So my number three is one that you covered, uh, already. (coughs) Excuse me. And my number three is the Battle of Geonosis. Yes. But so since you talk about the more of the Jedi aspect, I'm going to talk about the clone and battle droid aspect of it. So this is the first time we see the Republic Army. This is the first time we see what will eventually become the Army of the Empire. And, you know, there's only about maybe 15, 20 Jedi left in the circle. You know, the droids, you know, lock their guns on them. And it's like, oh, no, how are they going to get out of this? I literally was like, oh, this is oh, bye bye, and so all of a sudden you know you see you hear Padme go you know look, and these huge winged gunships are flying down, led by a little green frog. Yes, I would have never ever picked Yoda to be the one like sup. I'm here to save the day. Pew pew pew. Pew pew. Like I wouldn't have guessed it. I wouldn't have guessed Yoda. And yet apparently Yoda is a military leader. Right. Um, so you see, you know, Yoda come in, take them away, and you see all the, uh, Republic, not only gunships, but the destroyers as well, landing on the planet, which is the first time we've seen destroyers land on a planet before. Uh, you know, they're destroying the droids, the, the droid, um, 
oh, I can't, the control ship spheres are leaving and they shoot them down with lasers and cause a huge, like, I don't know, a, a dust cloud and everything. And every single clone was CGI'd. Every single droid was CGI'd. No, there was... Yeah, it's insane. And I'm like, oh, because I, when I was younger, I thought, oh, they got a lot of people to dress up. Nope. Every single person was CGI clone and droid wise. Uh, you see a bunch of cool separatist uh, like kind of tanks. So you see uh, uh, hailfire droids. You see the ones you know the spider droids. Uh, I love the spider. Droids. They're very fun. I like the hailfire droids because of the two like huge missile packs that they have. Yeah. On them, and so they shoot a bunch of missiles out. You see the ATTEs. From the Republic, you see bikes, you see, you know, you hear mention to Mace about five special commando units, which turn out to be the Republic commandos that everyone loves so much. Um, it's just a really fun battle. Uh, you know, one that has a bunch of casualties, mainly on the Republic side. Uh, but I, I love that battle. It's a fun battle. Agreed. So what's your number two? Or no, three. Number two. Two. Oh, no, I can't, two. No, I can't count. Three, two, three. What? Two. No, it's two. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we so bad? Oh, God. <laughs> We're horrible. I'm so sorry. It has to be two. It has to be two because I only have one left. After okay, it's number two. <laughs> yes, okay. Lord. So, and it is the Battle of Yavin 4. Okay. And this is, so this would be the first Death Star battle. The Death Star. For obvious reasons. Um, and I did put Battle of Scarif right before this for a reason. Because it leads up to... Right. And and it makes the culmination of the Battle of Yavin 4 possible. It's funny, though, when you think about it real quick. From, like, Scarif to New Hope, the Death Star is only operational for, like, two hours and then gets blown up. Right? That's... I, I, like, when I was younger, I'm like, oh, this must be, you know, a thing for it's been operational for years and destroying things. Nope. It's, like, two hours and then it goes kaboom. Wait, no, it can't be. It's gotta be more than two hours. It's like... It's like for a few days. Uh, it's like two or three hours. No. Well, okay, so so they... No, they get the Death Star plans. Right. And then they give the Death Star plans to Leia. Yeah. And she zooms out. She's She pieces and out. And then she's... She gets captured. Right. We don't know how long she's been captured. I'm assuming it's... Well, maybe... And then they rescue her, and it's not like they come back three hours later. Okay, it might be like a day or two. Ooh. It's a, it's. I'm gonna assume it's a few days because okay. they gotta get their shit together and decide how they're gonna do this. Okay. Well, still, it's a very okay. short amount. So, of time. like, tops, we're gonna say the Death Star was operational for like a week, <laughs> if that. Yes. Okay. So back um, to your pick. Yeah. Okay. So this is our first major space battle. Um, such a good space battle. It's such a good space battle, <laughs> and you know we get we get the the original Death Star trench run. Um. We get, uh, we get, you know, Han Solo going crazy and swooping in to save the day in the Millennium Falcon. Um, we, we get, you know, a real amazing introduction to the to the X Wings, and um, and Tie Fighters, and oh man, it's just like this is this is why Star Wars became, I think, the force that it is. It has unbelievable sound design by Ben Burt with those turbo the, laser the cannons sound design and everything. The, the the incredible practical and and original you know CGI effects that were just just mind blowing for the time mm-hmm. and still look beautiful 
uh, even the unedited versions are just incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it would be, this would be my number one, but, because, I mean, it's so classic and iconic. I but, think I may know which number one is now, but I'm going to... We'll see. You'll see. I okay. We'll see. So, before we reveal our number ones, I want, we're going to guess each other's number ones, and then we're going to see if we're right or not. Okay. So, my number two is the Battle Over Coruscant. Yes, that's a good one. It's my it's our my last space battle that I have on here. And I mean, the way that episode 3 opens, say what you want about the prequels, but the way that this film opens with nothing but like, you know, the the drums and then the fighters swooping in against the star destroyer and then just falling down to pure chaos above the planet is amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, you know, the Separatist forces versus the Republic. You see Star Destroyers being destroyed. You see Separatist uh, uh, ships being just demolished. Both sides are just, you know, being kabloon everywhere. Uh, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin, the little fighters zooming around. And then droid starfighters attack. We get the look of the buzz droids, which are very fun. Uh you know, Obi-Wan not wanting to pilot himself at all because he hates flying. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing battle with an amazing just look. Like, the CG was top-notch, and it still holds up very, very well today. Like, for being more than 10 years old. Yeah. It's, no, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love that battle so much. It's my favorite yeah. space battle throughout all eight movies right now. So, like as we said... Things can change when Rise of Skywalker comes out, but right now, that's my favorite space battle of all the Star Wars. And um, the, the the reason that it looks so good is one of the big reasons that uh, Kashyyyk was on my list, just because it still looks beautiful, mm-hmm. even though it was like a really long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I'm going to guess your number one. Oh, okay. Is it the battle on Endor, like on the planet? It's not, although I considered that just because I love the Ewoks. That's why I picked <laughs> as it. As a fighting force. The Ewoks as a fighting force is fantastic. Okay. So you reveal your number one, talk about it, and then you guess my number one. Um, gosh, I almost want my... The way I'm doing this is so weird that I kind of wanted to go last. So do you want me to go do mine? Yeah, you do. Yeah, do yours. Do yours. Uh, okay. Wait, let me guess. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Let me think. Yes. Um. And... Uh, it's a Clone Wars battle, isn't it? Yep. It is. Think real hard. Is it Christophsis? It is not. But oh. good guess. Hmm. Uh, so my number one is the Battle of Dathomir. Uh, I should have guessed that. I mean, ma'am, come on. <laughs> Where are you even my friend? I guess not, apparently. Um, the Battle of Dathomir, if you are familiar with the Clone Wars or not, is the droid Separatist forces versus the Night Sisters, led by Mother Talzin and Asajj Ventress. Um, of course, anytime we get to talk about the Night Sisters on here, we get very giddy. Um, yes. <laughs> like schoolgirls. 
So the Battle of Dathomir was brilliantly created for the Clone Wars. Uh, General Grievous is leading the Separatists, like we said, and then uh, Mother Talzin and Ventress are leading the Night Sisters. Uh, the Night Sisters hold their own for a good portion of the battle, thanks to uh, a character by the name of Old Daka. She goes and straight up resurrects dead Night Sisters. We have Star Wars zombies, folks. Yes, they Star are Wars zombies and Star canon. Wars magic. See, this is okay. Side note: I said that we should have done a Star or Star Wars Halloween episode and talked about all the creepy things in Star Wars, but we didn't think we had enough content. Yeah, this was like one of the creepiest <laughs> things, and so we see them; these bodies drop from like these tree sacks, and they are fully dead. The droids try and shoot them, and they're like, "Nope, we gonna get back up and kill you." Um, the Night Sisters and Ventress basically almost have the battle won, but of course Grievous. Uh, is sly and he cheats and all that good stuff. So uh, most of the Night Sisters are wiped out, save for like maybe two or three. Uh, Ventress obviously survives, as does Mother Talzin. Uh, Ventress is abandoned yet again, uh, but it's great. I mean, Dathomir in the Clone Wars is it's a, you know a red blood soaked planet basically. Uh, so that's that's my number one is the Battle of Dathomir. I love it. Okay. All right, bear with me. All right, me what are you throwing at me? What is happening? Okay, because this takes some explaining. Oh, no. Okay. There aren't that many battles left. I'm trying to think what you're doing. I know. No, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get weirded out. Okay, so this battle has technically not appeared on screen. If I swear to God, if you say the Ewok movie, I'm going to jump through my computer and kill you. <laughs> No, no. I will literally yeah, murder I, you. I wish I could troll you that hard, <laughs> but I can't. Okay. <laughs> um, no, this is. I'm talking about the siege of Mandalore, which we only know about through mentions and passages in books. I know. But you cheated. Okay, work with me here. Work with me here. Okay. If you know the story, yeah. this is the most badass battle of Star Wars. Which we will get to see when the Clone Wars comes back in February. Yes. And it's going to come, and it, when it does come, it will definitely be my number one. Okay, so, for those of you who don't know... You are just a dirty, sneaky cheater. Right? I'm such a little dirty person. Okay. Oh, maybe don't worry <laughs> like that. Yeah, maybe not like that. Okay. So the, the battle first appears, um, we, we talk about it in the Ahsoka novel... And uh, it's talked about in Rebels. And it's also, this also comes out during the events of Order 66. Basically. Um, it happens during Order 66, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's right prior to Order 66 and then Order 66 interrupts it, much like Kashyyyk. Um, so we've got Mandalore, which is being kind of puppet run by Maul. And we have Ahsoka and Rex and a, and a, and a, fighting force mm -hmm. that travel to Mandalore and um, are basically going to to unseat what's going on there. Um, and Ahsoka goes after Maul and it's there's supposed to be this absolutely epic lightsaber battle that goes down. Mm -hmm. um, and just as it's as it's as it's coming to culmination as she's uh, she's 
just about captured him with aid of the clone troopers, Order 66 happens. And everything goes into chaos, basically. Um, and she's she's got the she's got the opportunity to still get Maul, but it, it kind of it kind of makes it uh, like a Sophie's choice for her when um, she's got to choose between saving Rex and saving or, and capturing Maul. And of course, because it's Ahsoka, she chooses Rex. Um, that you know, then they're able to, they're ah, excuse me they're able to take Rex's inhibitor chip out. Um, and then the two of them escape the planet and fake their death. Because it's, um, in the Rebels, uh, Maul says, you know, running away again, Lady Tano. And no one yes. really knew what that was about until that book came out, until we realized, oh, they did battle before. Because before yes. we're like, Ahsoka never dueled Maul in the Clone Wars. And we're like, oh, this makes more sense. Yeah, so this this battle should be incredible. It was meant to be the culminating final season big hurrah it was like the series finale right yeah series finale of the clone wars that we never got but we're about to get and i've i've read i've read descriptions of it i've seen some of the storyboarding and it looks so epic so epic so yeah (laughs) my my battle my number one battle technically does not exist on film yet even though technically i told chris yeah, from the Clone Wars. From the, <laughs> I did say from the Clone Wars, so that I should have maybe specified from Clone Wars is aired. That's what I thought of when I, you know, okay. I was like, oh shit, this would be good. <laughs> well, I got, I got nothing now. You just, we all know Chris is a cheater now. Cool. I'm a cheater. <laughs> I'm a dirty, dirty, rotten cheater. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yep. Um... So that about wraps it up for that. Um, tell us uh, what you guys thought of our lists and what your favorite battles are. Tweet us at Echo Station Cast. We love reading your stuff. Um, let us know what your favorite battle was, either on our list, if you have one that we did not mention, so on and so you forth. You know you love the Ewoks. Stop Put the Ewoks on the it list. now. <laughs> if anyone tweets an Ewok... You're blocked. Ewoks. <laughs> um, so, like I said, um, follow us at Echo Station Cast. Um, we're going to have a bunch of content coming out soon with The Mandalorian. We're going to be finishing up our Padme series and then Rise of Skywalker. And then we are taking a much deserved and needed break after that. Yes. Because we won't be tired. <laughs> oh, yes. Um. But so um, follow me on Twitter as well at IR Turner. Follow Chris at The Dirt Witch. And then our Instagrams are uh, House of Turner Cosplay for myself and um, Chris Jaded uh, for for you. That's me. And then, um, of course, obviously go to our website, heroespodcast.com, where you won't only find our podcast, but a slew of other uh shows to keep your interest and fancy so uh anything in the nerd realm you'll basically find there so you will find a podcast that you can identify with in some way and if there isn't let us know and we can maybe get one started for you guys um but until then uh our next big thing like we said is the mandalorian so stay tuned for that uh we're gonna try and work out some stuff for that so bear with us as well um but until next time may the force be with you May the force be with you.